Scott, I think this movie gets a bad rep. It's not as bad as people think it is. So you're telling me, you're going to uh-huh. tell me uh-huh. you actually think this is a good movie. Oh, no, it's bad. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond. Thank you, Mr. Bond. Name's Bond. James Bond. This should work. This should work. This should work. Scott! What's up, man? Where you been? I've been on a boat! On a boat. So according to James Bond film lore, mm-hmm. you were just out at sea banging a chick until someone rescued you? <laughs> that... No. The only reason no. you should ever be on sea is because you're just casually having sex with a girl until you're... No, that did not happen well, at all. Well, then that was a waste and, of time. Yeah. Uh, no. Can you talk about what you were doing? Sure. I, I mean, I was on an aircraft carrier for two weeks and uh, doing for work. And, you know, as we've talked about, I'm an engineer. And we uh, Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, uh, I'm part of a flight test team, and we were testing out a new airplane for the Navy. Good deal. Yep. So British my, Navy? Uh, not this one. Okay. The British will be, we will be testing out an airplane for the British. Right. But, so many uh, of our listeners are British? Yeah. So. Yeah. The, uh, the, I, full disclosure, F-35, love it or hate it, that's what I work on. So, uh. They've got that plane there, right? Yes, they are. I work with a lot of Brits, which we need to get rolled into this yeah. podcast one of these days. Yeah. But in my downtime, I watched a bunch of James, James Bond films. Yeah, me too. Like, so, same here. <laughs> Not same here. I wasn't on the ship, but same here. Is watching a bunch of films. I uh, that Roger Moore era is just like one, one foggy blur of Roger Moore films. Which, yeah, that's pretty much the same for me, and that's probably how I always remember it. Right. I don't know if I'll go back to watch many Roger Moore. So I this film is like the two thirds of it is is pretty good, which is uh is not how you want to make a film, but I feel like that's the Roger Moore standard. It's like. Two thirds of it was okay. Yeah, send it to print. Yeah, yeah, that's that is a very that seems to be a common trend with Roger Moore. Maybe it worked for him. They made money, so I mean, it worked for. They made a ton of money yeah. during the Roger Moore era. I did not like this film, though. You know, and we'll talk about it. You I don't and everybody. Think, I don't even think two thirds of it were was good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Ready to bond? I'm ready to bond. Are you drinking anything? I am drinking. I'm drinking uh, bourbon. How about you? The Roger Moore era he has. That's he has true. a lot of that. He has, Old Crow. Yeah. He's, uh, it is, it's October. We're recording during October, so mm. I'm having a, uh, a pumpkin beer. It's good. Yeah. Not necessarily Bondy, but, uh, Roger Moore's not necessarily Bondy. Yeah, this whole drinks, you know, picking our drinks has gone to shit anyway, so we just explain what we drink. So is the Bond actor. So. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you hide? Where is that moon? Moonraker. It's the third Bond novel and the 11th Bond film. 0030. This brings us to our 0030 segment. 0030! 
the dirty 0030, uh, where we give our 30-second uh, rundown. Mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and start first this week. If you will uh, kindly time me. Hey, you know what we were supposed to do in the intro, and we forgot to, in our little chit-chat, hmm. we, we talked about doing this, and um, in the last podcast, in our review, in our end of, you know, in our meeting, in our post-podcast meeting, mm-hmm. if if I'm interested in listening to further podcasts, I might go where? Where would I go, Scott? Oh, lionizepodcast.com? Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to holler at some, yeah, where are we going to... Or you can go on Twitter for more information at Bonding Over Bond. Maybe check out Facebook, facebook.com backslash Bonding Over Bond. Yeah, I, don't I was watching a I was watching a an ad that Daniel Craig was doing. Mm-hmm. He, he's uh, he's trying to raise some money for a charity that he cares about, so he's using like uh, all the hype for Bond, which I thought was like really cool of him. Mm-hmm. But he said forward slash, and I was like, that's a backslash, man. I don't so I don't know. Maybe our British listeners can write into bondingoverbond at gmail dot com. And do you guys call your backslashes forward slashes because, uh, or does Daniel Craig just not know his interwebs that well? Let us know. Well, I'm just sitting here looking. You know, as you're explaining this, I'm sitting here looking at the, the keyboard, and I. I mean, I it, ma- it makes up. sense. I'm not saying that it's uh, screw him up. that it doesn't make sense, but it's uh, we call it a backslash. And he was like, no, forward slash. I call it the one we use most often and the one we rarely use. That's really smart. I mean, the one I use all the time, which I... We call a backslash. is the one we use all the time. And he and Daniel Craig... It looks forward slash, though. That's why I'm saying it makes sense because it's tilting forward. Yeah. Yeah, but... Uh, if we live in a left or right world, which we normally do. And maybe it's because they drive on the wrong, but I mean right side of the road. Who knows? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no judgment. God bless the queen. <laughs> all right, you're first. A king and country. All right, ready? Here's the timer. When I hear the bell, I'm going to start timing. Oh my god, what did I just watch? So another madman has a plan to poison the people of the world with pods of nerve gas released from space from rare orchids? He has developed a a secret stealthy space station. Think high-tech Noah's Ark. He's populating the station with the finest human specimens from Earth to make a superhuman race to repopulate the planet. Talk about a god complex. In short, it was an interesting, interesting plot. However, it turned out to be an even worse version of You Only Live Twice. Watch at your own risk. You clearly made it. You have plenty of time. You don't even... Nah, yeah, there's 30. Okay. You made it. Very good. A little stumbling, fumbling in the words there. A little bit, but... Um, you mean, got it. Haven't I mean, even been drinking yet. Um, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm just predicting that. <laughs> but again, whenever I hear the bell, I'm just gonna I'm just going to start. In three, <clears throat> two... Star Wars is a huge hit, so let's put Bond in space. First, a space shuttle needs to be stolen, and of course, Jaws is back. 007 is sent to California to investigate Hugo Drax, the contractor who builds NASA shuttles. There, he meets Dr. Goodhead, because why not? Bond does some actual spying and ends up in Venice to investigate a glass company and discovers that deadly gas is being made. Chase includes the Drax whereabout. Bond ends up in Brazil, where he finds Drax converted a toxin found in a species of orchid and plans on using it on Earth from space. So Bond goes into space because the plot needs him there. Bond saves Earth. (laughs) Three seconds long. I knew I wasn't going to make it, but uh, I got got everything I wanted to put in there. I thought it was important to talk about you actually see James doing some, like, investigating. Like, Pieces some clues together and it's like, oh, I should go to Venice. And uh, I yeah. thought that was, I thought that was good. Rarely, wasn't he talking to M? Kind of like leading M through the uh, 
like the pieces of information to go follow the yeah. case. Yeah. So, uh, any any loose ends? My yeah. loose end, and I think I'm very much on the record of this for hating this continual. We're gonna do this every movie. Uh, instead of in water, he gets to bang the chick in space, which was the exact same thing. Yeah. I'm just, it's like, come on, man. Has he done that in every movie? I'm pretty sure Roger Moore does it in like six straight movies. I mean, so did, uh, did, did Connery do that? No, he did one time, the Pussy Galore was on land after the parachute at the airplane. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little hokey. A little bit, a little bit. So our favorite segment of the podcast, Bond for the non-Bond. It's it's simple for me. This on this movie, yeah. don't see the movie. Okay, unless you really like science fiction, space, and lasers. Mm-hmm. Don't just. Or don't if see you're, it. you know, as we've talked about before, if you're the uh, if you're doing what we're doing and and want to be a connoisseur, yeah, of James Bond. But if you're not a Bond fan, don't watch. Don't it. don't watch it. Um, my my sell for this movie is. It's not the worst Roger Moore film. That's true. Question mark? Yeah. 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 Dot, dot, dot. Question yeah. mark? Maybe? Right. Mm-mm. I mean, so Live that's, and Let uh, Die? It's, uh... No, no, I mean... Up to this point, Live and Let Die is his worst, but, mm-hmm. um... You know, he hangs on there, and he makes worse films than that. I would have to predict. He does. I, I, just, I know for a fact. In your does. opinion. I, I actually like some of the ones coming in. More so than Live and Let Die? Yeah. Okay. More so than Moonraker. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's right. So, um, yeah, let's move on. The Distinguished Debauchery of 007. I wouldn't go as far as calling you a cold-hearted bastard, but it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine. Then you'll also know that in poker you never play your hand. You play the man across from you. By the cut of your suit you went to Oxford or wherever. Naturally think human beings dress like that. But you were it with such disdain. Since my 6 looks for maladjusted young men, I give little thought to sacrificing others in order to protect queen and country. Beautiful. Now and then a trigger has to be pulled. Or not pulled. It's hard to know which in your pajamas. Q. 007. You think of women as disposable pleasures rather than meaningful pursuits. Martinis. Rank on the scale of zero to five olives. This one's easy. Hmm? He didn't drink anything. Yeah, he did. I have, I have, he ordered stuff, but he never drank anything. I have zero um, The champagne, doesn't he, he have He ordered the... a Bollinger 69, but never drank it. And then he ordered the a Martini, I know the Martini shaken, he didn't... not stirred, but never drank it. He never drank that. Oh, actually, maybe he did. He doesn't drink the Martini, but I thought he oh, had he doesn't the drink champagne. the Martini, he definitely doesn't drink the Bollinger. Then he didn't drink it all in this movie. So zero olives. <laughs> I had one because I thought he drank the champagne, but maybe I missed that. Yeah, well, my notes specifically say he he did not drink the Bollinger 69. And my notes specifically say he does not drink the Martini. That's why we're a good team. Man. Yeah. It's a good team. So then zero olives for this asshole. Casino Royale. Rank from lowest poker hand to highest. Voices Casino Royale. Uh, Fold. I'm There's right there with you. No gambling. No. Nope. Uh, 
I, my notes better. my notes said for as little drinking there's less gambling. <laughs> yes. Full. Turnbull and Asser. Rank from zero to five cuff links. It's the seventies. No, is it the eighties yet? No, it's the seventies. It's still the late seventies? Uh yeah. So I mean the scale's smaller for me. Seventy nine? So we're getting we're we're getting into the craziness of the seventies, like the little all right, you just went overboard, which is gonna lead us back into whatever. Two cufflinks. There was uh, 14 outfits, including a spacesuit, to my notes. Um, they were fine. Mm-hmm. They were typical Roger Moore. Um, but two cufflinks for me. How about you? Uh, 3.5. Really? You liked a lot. Cufflinks. They were uh, less double-breasted in this one. Yeah, I thought it was an improvement. Uh, I liked he had the white dinner jacket and then a tux. And he had a spacesuit, man. Yeah. He can't... Uh... You can't look shitty in a spacesuit. I guess. So, it's better than those adventure jackets that he likes to... Yeah, you just, Those adventure shirts. Yeah, I mean, just my... They, they make space look so easy in this movie. In all the Bond series. Because Bond doesn't know how to do space. I think they've proven that. Aston Martin. Rank from 1 to 500 horsepower. Uh, not available. Because... And I put this in my notes. This clown is James Bond and name only. That's, uh... <laughs> Because look and look seriously, <laughs> this is a perfect example. We 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 can't the, the entire this entire segment of distinguished debauchery breaks down into its smallest parts. What makes James Bond in a James Bond movie? Mm-hmm. He he has not drank. He did not gamble. He dresses like an ass clown, and there's no car. This, it's like Puritan Bond. So he's he's you know that's a very good that's a very good point. I, it was I'm just very upset. It's very upset. You know what I've also noticed after Live and Let Die when he smoked several cigars? He stopped. He stopped smoking cigars. I think someone got to him. No, but he's not a young man in these movies. You know, he he's not. in his late 40s by this point, right? Uh, no, he's in, he's 50. Is he 50? Yeah, because he's 57 in 1985. So he's already, what, 51, 52? Yeah, so maybe his doctor was like, you know what? You're getting the high, high blood pressure. It's time to... Uh, right. It's time to sober it up and get the straight and air. You know, maybe. Straight yeah, I uh, did. You had zero horsepower. I'm assuming. Yeah, I had fifty. I don't know why I pulled fifty out. I just have the the gondola because of the gondola. Yeah, and Maybe. they they did have they had the gondola. I have a powerboat. I put the gondola under gadgets, which is going to jack up my gadgets. And then, but I had the Moonraker shuttle, which so he okay. did have a machine of some kind. Yeah, but yeah, fifty. I okay. could go zero. Q branch rank from zero to five Qs. I give it five Qs. Uh, so Moonraker is the this is the movie that starts to give Bond the reputation as a gadget happy clown, and then Pierce Brosnan just like jams it down everybody's throat with Bond and the gadgets. He has the wrist gun that he conveniently is not wearing for most of the film, but brought to space because of course um, he steals the pen from Doctor Goodhead. He has the mini camera, the cigarette safe cracker. The explosive charge watch, which is silly because I don't know much about watchmaking, but I know that if you have an explosive charge wire, you can't have the mechanics that make a watch. Um, and then the gondola I had as it was a Q branch, and then the you know it had a hovercraft, um, and then the speedboat, powerboat, powerboat yeah. with weapons and hang glider. Yeah, so a yeah. lot of a lot of gadgets, a lot of Q. I had three Qs, but I feel like I'm a little low now. I think so. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bump it up to four. Okay. I'm with you. It was a little gadgety, but this whole movie was off, off for me. 
A little bit. Yeah. Okay. License to kill. Rank from zero to seven rounds. I have three rounds for license to kill. Uh, How many kills did you have on? 16 total. Really? Man, I'm low. Not counting possible deaths in space. But he wasn't part of the space war, the Thunderball in space as I wrote it. Yeah, I fucking hated it. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, I have Adam had five kills. Was I like kills man after stealing his parachute sniper in the tree? I gave I made him responsible for uh, Miss Dufour when she was killed by the dogs. The coffin knife throw. Two scientists and lab rats. Uh, he killed Shaw. Ka Cha outside the glass clock and the orchestra played against that. Uh, played against it. The ambulance henchman. Three guys in a boat with a water mine. Three guys in a boat with a tor- torpedo. One guy in a boat with Jaws and Drax. Yeah, I must have missed all the boat ones. I wasn't counting those. Yeah, that was a lot of numbers there. That was okay. that was seven. But yeah, I have him at sixteen kills, which that would automatically make him a seven in your book. Yeah, but remember, I was being heavy-handed, so I'm uh, this is kind of light-handed. I have about three. I have about three rounds. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go with my gut instinct. You know. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, I have him two kills, but I only recorded. Or I have him at two rounds, but I only recorded five, five kills. kills. So uh, if he in fact had sixteen, then uh, so the proper number is four and a half. <laughs> then I would have to raise that up a little bit. Finally, the quote: "Bond girls." End quote. Rank from zero to five suffragettes. So I have three suffragettes, and this is my breakdown: the Corinne de Four. If it was just her, I would say five. Because, yeah. because are you are you telling me that his charm just made her be like, oh shit, let me tell you what my boss is up to yeah. all of a sudden? And then if it was just Dr. Holly Goodhead, I would say one. Because I think she's actually a pretty strong character. She, she works is. for the CIA. She, you know, toys around with Bond. She holds her own. And then Manuela uh, is a three. And, you know, I don't know. She... Just what bothered me is like, oh, we have a mission to complete in Brazil, but let's fuck around a little bit throughout the day, and then we'll we'll go do that whole mission thing here. I'm four, so kind of averaged them all out, and that's how I got the that's how I got the three. I'm at four. That's pretty fair. Yeah, yeah uh, but I do agree with you about uh, Doctor Goodhead, even with her horrible name. Yeah, which is very, I think would probably spool up some suffragettes. But of all, but of all the, like the she's very pro- she's, she's but of all the names that they've had. Like Pussy Galore, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Octopussy's coming up. Tiffany good, King. good head is at, like that's a legitimate name here in America. Like that's, uh, you know, I've, I've seen that. Have, you know, I've seen that name before. I have to. Yeah. So, but that's not the you know, first thing I think about when I hear that name. You know? Of course, you I'm know. not like, oh, that's a pro- that's a prominent American name right and there. And if your last name is Goodhead, your middle school years were shit, just Yo, automatically, a hundred percent. You had a rough middle school. <laughs> Welcome to Bonding Over Bond, running rankings. Opening sequence. Here's here's my thing, man. How how the hell is Jaws still alive? I must have said he that like swim a long way. I I must have said that like fourteen times throughout the film. I mean, a boat could have picked him up. You know, the last can you refresh us? Where was the last time we saw him? He was swimming away from Atlantis, correct? He was yes, swimming away in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. The middle of the ocean, not not you know like a bay, 
which even still like you know he's swimming across an ocean and he's somehow he's somehow safe mm-hmm. and then jaws hid in this plane this tiny plane that james thought was just him and this chick mm-hmm. jaws is somewhere hiding in it this tall tall man um i don't know i was just the whole time i'm like is what it, like this film series isn't science fiction like and jaws is clearly a science fiction creation. Yeah, they they went survive. down the science fiction path, like for two films. I guess. And yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, but besides Jaws, I thought it was an exciting. It's a, it was an exciting cold open. Mm-hmm. You know, parrot like jumping out and getting the parachute. I thought that was pretty good. I like that part. Um, the title sequence was nothing to write home. It, it was average. I think it was just yeah. one part was exciting, but the title sequence was eh. So I, I think it's just going to be a borderline him, average. Him falling into the uh, circus, big top. I didn't let. From there on out, it was yeah. just like, yeah, this is kind of average. Yeah, that that drop. So from from Jaws falling into the big top and surviving, yep. and the Moonraker shuttle flying off the seven forty seven, which is not possible, because those engines get their fuel from the external tank, and it never had that. Uh-huh. So that was like I that that bugged me in falling into the circus, big top. So I had it in the bottom to uh, the middle third. Yeah, Possibly. I think that's about right. Main movie song. For the song, horrible song. Bottom third. Shirley, Shirley Bassett, though. I don't like it. I'm not really defending him. I'm just saying it's <laughs> Shirley Bassett. She's back for her third film. And her last. I had it at bottom third. It's it's going to be middle third for me. Cars. Do we just want to have a you know, just dramatic car? Crickets. Silence. And just move on to the next category. The villain. I like parts of Drax. He's a Stromberg type. Yeah. That's and you and rank, I like Stromberg. You ranked, ranked him, him pretty really high. high. Um This is Stromberg in space. Yes. And actually my notes literally say ranks above Blofeld from You Only Live Twice, but lower than Stromberg from the Spy Who Loved Me. Which, if I'm now remembering my running rankings, okay. is the last, almost the last place guy and the top place guy. So, he's somewhere he's some, in there. He's somewhere in the middle. He's somewhere there. I, I kind of liked him a lot of times, it, but he was a little too hokey, a little too campy for me compared to Stromberg. Like, he was too much God complex. Like, look at these perfect specimens of human beings. You will look at me as a god figure. You know, when our the children look up from Earth, you know, it's like, shut the, shut up. No. Right, right. I didn't like I didn't respect him as much as I respected Stromberg. Okay. So he's gonna be uh he'll probably be in the middle, the bottom of the middle third, I'll say. Okay. Um right now he's in the he's the top third for me, but I can see him being mm-hmm. pushed down. That's pretty much all I had to say. Nothing more. The actor's portrayal is Bond. James Bond. Roger Moore. Looking a bit old. A little bit old in this film. He's wearing thin on me. You know, he he, he turned me around with Man with the Golden Gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spy Who Loved Me. I was all Love about that. it. Great movie. And then, uh, all right, you're, you're welcome is, is a little too much. A little, little bit. And I think had he stopped... If he had just bowed out here, I think Roger Moore's reputation would be a bit higher. But it I, would be it would be like people would be like, um, you know what? He probably had another good one in him. No, see, I, but the thing is, he doesn't have a good one in him. I liked Octopussy. I really liked Octopussy. So that kind of 
If not, he would have turned into Pierce Brosnan for me. Because he would have had the if spy he who loved, If he stopped right here, he would have had, what, three films? Four. So he would have had Live and Let Die, Sucked. Golden Gun. I kind of like Golden Gun. It was spy. Okay. spy. I love the Spy the Who Loved Me and the Moonraker Sucked. He would have turned into Pierce Brosnan for me. Because I like Golden Eye. So, and I really like the Spy Who Loved Me. So, I also really like Octopussy. Right. So I'm. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah, but he does seven movies. Yeah, and you know what two, I'm saying. It's two like, out of five. Two out of five. It's <laughs> like it's seven. like it's like Excuse the me. famous you know rap where Nas is talking like he's breaking down all of uh, Jay Z's hits. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I got that backwards. It's like the famous rap where Jay Z is breaking down all of Nas's hit. Like you've been around for ten years, you made one great album, and and that's about it. You know, so like if you make seven Bond films. Mm-hmm. And you have two films that are good. Like, if Pierce kept going, he would have had another one that was probably, probably, you know, probably good. If yeah. Tim Dalton kept going, he would have, he you would know, have Tim Dalton more. would have had Goldeneye. Yeah. You know, and if Tim Dalton did Goldeneye, he would have been up there, you know, people would say like, oh, he's, that's a, he's up there with Connery. You know, so it's, I think if you do seven, I think it's sad that you do seven and you only get two. I mean, look at Connery, you did six. Mm. Connery doesn't have only two great films. No, he's You know, you're like, you're picking out the one or two of Connery's that are like, okay, he was a bit too long with Diamonds. I like Diamonds. You know, know what I'm saying? It's like five out of six. They're the inverse of each other. Where with Connor, with more, you're like, let me pick out the ones that were kind of okay. And it's with Connery, you're like, well, you can pick out the one or two that wasn't good, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's, I think that's my big problem with more. And as we go on. I probably should have started a timer in this conversation. Maybe. We just want to like blend into the movie. Yeah, that's fine. Rank the overall movie. There are things I definitely like about more, but I think you've made some valid points. Here's, here's, because we're, 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 we're going to transition in. We're the, it's the, the movie section. Here's my thesis on Roger Moore is Roger Moore represents a child's idea of what James Bond should be. And so for an entire generation, including ours and a generation that's between us and our dads. And so we're children of the eighties. And I, and even if you were a child of the seventies, you know, Roger Moore is your childhood bond. Even if you're a child of the late sixties, Roger Moore is your childhood bond. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Roger Moore, he very famously in interviews did not like the violence of James Bond. He is not drinking as much as James Bond. He's not gambling as much as a Sean Connery, James Bond. So the only thing he does is he has these very corny one-liners. I like which when you're little, when you're little, they're hilarious. And when you're little, you don't quite get how much of a chauvinist pig Roger Moore is. Yeah. So it's that same like you know you would watch Animaniacs. Like I have fond memories of watching Animaniacs with my dad. Where he's laughing at one joke and I'm laughing at another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think with Roger Moore, it's like you can watch a movie like Moonraker as a child and you're like, dude, this is awesome. Of course you go into space to get the villain. Of course. Where else would you do? Yeah. You know, whereas, you know, uh, your father can sit there and just be like, well, at least Dr. Goodhead's hot. Yeah. You know, like I'll keep watching it. At least the sexual so, innuendos are there. And so I think when you have that kind of feeling of as a child, when you're watching something, it sticks with you, mm-hmm. which is why I think there's a group of people out there that really love Roger Moore. But if they could take a step back, they would realize like he kind of sucks. You know, like he he's good at what he did, but what he did was not actually James Bond. And, you know, I'm, I'll go on and talk about why I think Tim Dalton gets a bad rep. 
because this whole generation that grew up with Roger Moore was like, whoa, mm-hmm. what is this? And it turns out that this was what James Bond was supposed to be, or closer to it. Now, what are you comparing this to? Are you saying closer to Ian Fleming's version of James Bond? I mean, because he did seven films, so a lot of people could say Roger Moore is a version of James Bond. Like, I want my James Bond to be this smartass with the comedic, you know, one-liners and the sexual innuendos. So the th- he doesn't drink much and doesn't gamble much. Yeah, but the drinking know, so and the gambling is there's. So you can either you can either take James Bond. As a character that Ian Fleming created, mm-hmm. and then you're rewarding actors who are true to the Fleming creation, mm-hmm. which would be Tim Dalton, Daniel Craig, and Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. And then, or you could take James Bond as an Ian Fleming creation that is transferred into the movies, which would then be Sean Connery's The Standard, because Ian Fleming was still alive. Ian Fleming saw Dr. No, approved of it, and then went back in the books and started giving James Bond characteristics Mm -hmm. to match Sean Connery. So if you look at either of those two angles, what Moore did is he made, he brought back the, the Britishness, if that's a term, of James Bond, um, into the movie series, much more than Sean Connery ever did. And he played the sexuality of James Bond. Probably much more than Sean Connery did, but I I tend to prefer the Sean Connery's approach to it mm-hmm. uh, as much as sometimes you know like that came across wrong. Yeah, I really I really think that maybe we put too much uh, focus on the actors that play James Bond, and I I really think a lot of times it's still the the director's influence. Because Lewis Gilbert did this movie, and he also did He Only Lived Twice. So I I believe... And Gilbert got, loves big set pieces. He does. He, and I know. believe Gilbert also did The Spy Who Loved Me, though, correct? He did. So but there's big set pieces on that. There are, but it did, the movie came together. It's like almost like it was another You Only Lived Twice, and I'm, I'm wondering if the director just got too far out of rain again. So we had another You Only Live Twice incident, which is also why I believe this is the last Lewis Gilbert directed film. I believe it is as well. So I, I really think there's a piece in there that, because I think Roger Moore does a couple with John Glenn coming up that I liked. And I think the director has a lot a lot more influence than just the the, the actor portraying Bond. And, and for, the, for what the movie is, I would agree with that, um, which makes sense because you look at a Lewis Gilbert film and the set pieces either work or they don't. Mm-hmm. So you look at uh, You Only Live Twice, where huge volcano, right? Um, which no. I think worked. Yeah, uh, and it was leading up to the volcano that didn't work. Mm-hmm. And then you look at The Spy Who Loved Me, where both you know it was the lead up and then the big set piece both worked. And then Moon Moonraker is the inverse of You Only Live Twice, where I think the lead up to space. I liked it much more than you did. I thought mm-hmm. for two-thirds of this movie, it was actually a pretty good movie. James Bond was a spy. He was investigating. The movie was moving along pretty well. Like this, it, You didn't know what the master plan was, mm-hmm. but you knew that uh, Drax was up to something, and James Bond was trying to actually uncover it, and there was an actual mystery here. And then the set piece was not good. And so that's you know the, the pros and cons of Lewis Gilbert. 
But I think my big criticism is within within the Lewis Gilbert model of lead ups, big set piece. The portrayal of James Bond is still I'm not thrilled with. Yeah, you know, and and it the the style of the actor mm-hmm. and this you know the the third piece you know yeah, actor director is writers, and the writers look at who the James Bond is, and so you know Roger Moore doesn't like the violence, so they kind of. You know, they, how they write that. He's, something's up with Roger Moore that he's not a big drinker or he's not comfortable with the drinking, you know, so I don't know what it is. Oh, this is, uh, I'm just looking at notes. This is a different screenplay writer. This is Christopher Wood versus, uh, Maybaum. And, yeah. Uh, the other guy whose name is escaping me at the moment. And the next series of films, yeah, we start, <laughs> we start getting, like, the director's going to be consistent and the writing duo yeah. is going to be consistent after this. No, I, I think you make some valid points. Um, the the set piece that you think failed, are you talking the space station? Yeah. I, I See, I didn't hate that, and that's, like, just reviewing my notes here. This movie had everything that I liked. It just did everything completely over the top. And... It okay. made it unrealistic for me. Like I didn't, I didn't hate the space station. I didn't hate that they launched six space shuttles, uh, six moonrakers. It just everything just got really. We need to, we need to be at the Star Wars level, you know. And right. Like uh, we're gonna get to it in a second. The uh, you want to move on into love hate kill or or the realism aspects of it because the the one thing I'm gonna say is the the one thing I hated. One of the things I hated was the. Uh, the thunderball in space scene, as you refer to it, mm-hmm. I hated the sound that we had to hear the sounds of lasers. There would not have been laser sounds. You know? I mean, that's a big criticism of all space <laughs> movies, yeah. and it's only been recently where movies like Gravity has—they're mm-hmm. finally like. We're comfortable enough as filmmakers where the audience is going to just listen to nothing. Yeah. It's going to, because we, we finally have the technology to create a beautiful space mm-hmm. scene where, like, because space is silent. And yes, that's a huge criticism of Star Trek and even Star Wars and, you know, this movie where you, you're not going to hear the pew, pew, pew. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I hated that so much. It's, just, you know, explosions. You're not going to hear those in space. But, um, yeah, that's. From a real uh, realism standpoint, did you think the movie was real in any way, shape, or form? Uh, this is what I wrote down in my notes. No, not at all. <laughs> I wrote garbage, complete garbage. It's pretty similar. It was a throwback to Goldfinger days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what'd you love about the film? Anything? I liked the and and I tweeted about this when we were. When I was watching it way back, you know, it seems like five years ago now. Mm-hmm. The this like environment trilogy that I maybe unknowing, maybe it was intentional that the James Bond trilogy did with Golden Gun, Spy Who Loved Me, and Moonraker. Um, there's these three movies that have like this environmental like theme, you know, to it. Yeah. And so I think as a trilogy, I thought it was like, and as a trilogy, they start, you know, Golden Gun. We talked about when we did that podcast. It's not too over the top. It's not. Too crazy. The Spy Who Loves Me, it's kind of getting out there, you know, with the big set piece and they're out, mm-hmm. you know, and then this one goes way over and it's kind of like, I think as a trilogy, if, if you just look at those three, there's a nice arc to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you know, the, the environmental piece keeps getting bigger and bigger where, where you're looking at that. So I, I, I like that. I, I, I thought that was good. Um, and the Dr. Goodhead character were the two things that I liked in this film. Yeah, she was pretty strong. 
I have like much more middle school uh, enjoyment out of this film. The uh, Jaws going through the metal detector mm-hmm. that made me laugh my ass off. The fact that Jaws turned good, I enjoyed. I know it's like I, I watching the extra features. Somebody, a little like middle schooler, wrote. A they letter. wrote in, yeah, yeah. It said, "Why can't Jaws be good?" So I kind of, you know, the, again. Roger Moore error. It's the it's a kid. It's it a is. kid error. It's the Animaniacs version. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Q's comment of, "I think he's attempting reentry, sir." <laughs> when you in, in the scene you yeah. hate so yeah. much, yeah, I laugh my ass off on that. And the fact that Jaws survives. Uh, really, you thought that was a like that Jaws survives? I liked it. At, I, that, at that point in the movie, I was. I have that up my hate, like the Jaws as a superhuman. I did not like. And the fact that we never see him ever again after this movie? No, he's drifting away he in space. He found his somewhere. little hot blonde with her uh, braided pigtails or whatever those are. Yep, and they just fucked until they ran out of oxygen in that little... No, they they said in the, the dialogue was the uh, the one of the last Moonrakers leaving, but the the, the the platoon of Marines or whatever, they, uh-huh. they found a large man and a woman and rescued them and are bringing them back to Earth. Well, good for Jaws. Yeah, so they're, for, they're still alive. I think they have a house in Kansas somewhere. Is the last sure, house there. Yeah, uh, I hated the dialogue with Doctor Goodhead. It just felt awkward. It did not. It was not a smooth flowing dialogue. This is a thing that, <clears throat> when you look at the behind the scenes and you read some of the stuff, was Roger Moore just like a pretentious ass? I don't he think does so. not get along. There's a track record of Roger Moore just like. Not quite getting along with the Bond girls. And it comes to a head in the very last movie, A View to Kill. And him and Grace Jones would not even speak on set until somebody said action. And then they would deliver their lines. He seems like a really nice dude. Really? In the extras? You know, you know. He's on Twitter. Is he really? I'm going to. How am I not friends with him yet? I don't know. Bonnie and Bond is. Yeah. Man. Roger Moore just. He seemed like a creepy old man in his 50s. And he's now a creepier old man in his 80s. You think so? I think so. Maybe it's because I'm a creepy old man in my 30s that Maybe. I really like Roger. You just Moore. like relate to him. Is there any other, you know, anything else in the hate category? Like, no, that was... You know my laser fight, I hated that. Yeah. I hated mostly the sound, but... The things... Uh, what would uh, you kill? I, I, I want one more one thing. More, one more hate. One Let's more hate, hate some more. Yeah, because I did hate a lot of this movie. You know, the U.S. just has a shuttle sitting on standby. It can go at any moment in time. And, and sure. They make because this is a world where six shuttles launch from boom. Africa boom, and boom, NASA's boom, like... Boom, boom. What, was that, what was that flash on the screen? Ah, uh, don't worry about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. What did I, what I, what I want to kill? Yeah. Um, I did not like the last, almost the last scene where they were in Moonraker 5 uh-huh. and had to chase down the last three globes. Uh-huh. I thought it was fat. You didn't need to do that. And mm-hmm. I, it just didn't didn't add anything to the movie for me. Didn't the, add some tension? The globes could have easily just burned up in, in the atmosphere. And the movie could have been done 15 minutes earlier. Yeah, but then the gas would have gotten out? And, uh... No, because it would have skipped off the Earth's atmosphere because their their reentry profile was not accurate. But that would have been accurate science? And I don't even know. I'm just making that up. You know, but we could have just ruled that out. No. Maybe. Or, hey, oh, Moonraker 3. We got Jaws and the uh, blonde chick. We're going to go blow up those three globes. Boom. Done. Mission over. Go have sex in space. Right. Could have done that. He could have, but he didn't. Do you want to kill anything? This is this is hard for me. Uh, here's my thing, because 
I don't think this is a James Bond film. No, it's not. It's, if, I agree with you. I think if you call it something else, we, people would think this movie was much better. So imagine this movie starring not Roger Moore as James Bond, but Vin Diesel as, you know, Spaceman McSpaceman. Or, you know, like, you put it in modern day and someone like Dwayne Johnson is in that lead role. You know, like... Have you seen San Andreas? I haven't, but I've that heard good was things. Shit. Was that it? Was shit. I didn't see it. And it got positive reviews. He was an action film. It made a ton of money. It was entertaining. You know? I see where you're going. I see where you're going. So if you make it like an entertaining, chasing the villain, going to space, big action sequence. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruce Willis is up there. Got to drill through this asteroid. Exactly. Kind of film. I think you look at it a little differently. But it, because you have, you know, Ian Fleming's James Bond 007, uh, it's... You know, so to ask me what would I kill, I would kill the movie. Yeah, I agree. And then, like, rewrite it. Or I would say, like, let's stop pretending this is a James Bond film. Yeah, I... Part of me wishes Star Wars happen now. Because the franchise has enough... I don't know, clout? Mm-hmm. clout or, the franchise has enough clout to go, this too shall pass. We don't have to go into space. Yeah, but let's do another one. At the time, sure, this is the 11th film. Yeah. They probably should have had enough clout by now not to have to go into space. Yeah, but Star Wars is huge. I understand it was huge. Star Wars is huge. Just don't. Star Wars is huge. Just don't think they had to go there. I mean, this is I'm the glad movie. they swing the pendulum this is, back. This is the movie that felt Roger Moore needed to do karate because martial arts were big because of Bruce Lee. This, this, is, this is the movie that felt that. A British film series needed to come to America and have jive talking brothers. Are we you know? are we slowly learning that this film this this series just does whatever's hot at the time? I think it did during the Roger Moore era. You think it was pretty consistent through the uh, Connery era? It didn't it didn't lose. I think, face. I think it did. It's I think Connery would have walked away. Yeah, I think Connery had clout. I, I think if Roger Moore was like, oh, if if we don't change this, I'm leaving. Everybody would be like, yeah, fuck you, dude. All right. Bye. George, how you doing? Yeah, uh, we've been eyeing this Pierce uh, Brosnan guy for a while now. We've been eyeing this Tim Dalton guy for a while now. Yeah. You know, but when if when Sean Connery was like, yeah, if we do a silly shit like going to space, I'm fucking gone. They were like, well, we're not doing Moonraker. Yeah, we'll <laughs> Next novel. Let's try to adopt that one. You know, so. Good points. Yeah. Ready to call it? Yeah. We can't beat this horse anymore? Nope. Not even in space. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. So next. Who knows? It's for your hours only. And we don't have MI6 clearance. Not yet. Nope. Working on it. Nope. Scott, where do you find this podcast? I, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but I download all my podcasts on iTunes. Uh-huh. Um, I think we're, we're working on a couple other We're avenues. working on some other things. We're working on that if you're not a uh, Apple user, but... Uh, if you go to our site, that's not completely up yet. <laughs> When our when our when we finally get some finished funding mm-hmm. and they and they ended up at our site when you go to our future site. 
Do you want to? I mean, it's not up and running, but do you want to tell people where? If they went into the interwebs, mm-hmm. there's a message in the interwebs that would mm-hmm. say that if you go to www.bondingoverbond.com, it's there. If you go there, work. yeah, there's a little message that says, hey, we're under construction. Mm-hmm. Here's some information about our podcast. We don't believe in half-assed products. No. But in the meantime. But when the when it's launched, if you go to the website and you are an Android user, you can subscribe there and I'll, it'll just like, boop, boop. It'll appear on your Android. Yeah, that's something we're doing. In the meantime, if you wanted to go to Twitter, where would you go? At Bonding Over Bond. And... I personally, I like our bonding over bond Facebook page. It's if you're America, it's backslash bonding over bond. If you're in Britain, it's forward slash bonding over bond. But it's there. It's easy to find. Remember that guy, Rick? Yeah. The guy that sent us an email. That asshole. Yeah. We need some good emailers. We do. Because we want to foster a community of bonding. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and get a mailbag segment going. That would be great. Give us an email at. You're, you're nailing them. I want you to finish nailing them. Bonding over bond at gmail.com. And of course, in the meantime, mm-hmm. our hosting podcast website, where would you go in the meantime? www.lionizepodcast.com. That's L-I-O-N-I-Z-E podcast.com. Not like the song. Not like the song. Backslash bonding over bond, and you would, you would. That's where we're at currently yep. right now. Yep, for, for content. budgeting, budgeting reasons. Yep, content, trivia, news, corrections. Yep, allegedly corrections. Yep. And remember, folks, Jaws is nothing more than a very large Wolverine. Claws, no. Metal, metal skeleton, sure. Healing powers, obviously. Killing machine, definitely. Thank you for bonding with us here at Bonding Over Bond, and until next time, shake it. Don't start. discussion in there i feel like when we really like a movie they actually go by really quick because we just agree it's like same page same page and then when we hate it we just like bitch about it